0: L Duncan, on National Chopsticks Day, I would like to remember a time in history when there was an uproar at the Dr. Seuss Museum because one of the characters was holding chopsticks. And again, I say, if people understood how hard it was to actually use chopsticks, there would be so many more murals with people using chopsticks. It's not easy, guys.
1: Wait a minute. It's February and it's National Chopstick Day. Can't we have anything? Shut up,
0: L. Chopsticks are super hard to use.
1: <laughs> Happy Black History Month. As we say, welcome to the L. Duncan Show with Gary Strysky. We just can't have anything. Our first inaugural, like on February 1st, our first inaugural guest, as you said, was the Uh incomparable Mina Kimes. Uh You made it all about Korean History Month.
0: Uh And it just
1: feels like we need to have something, which is why this is going to be an NBA-heavy show. This is ours.
0: (laughs) Perfect. I want to talk about Luca, And I want to talk about uh, Nikola Jokic. Okay? We're probably going to talk about Matthew Della as well. And I just want to say, David Blatt, all right, got the short end of the stick 10 years ago.
1: Let me tell you who's the real star in L.A. It's Austin (laughs) Reeves.
0: (laughs) I've been trying to tell you that, L. Okay. What up?
1: What up, Gare Bear? So we are remote today because I... uh, And and a day late as well because I was um, traveling to West Palm Beach to interview someone. It's going to be a real deep tease. Who is a goat? There's only like a handful. So I'll let you use your imagination. Also West Palm Beach. Um, But we, alas, have made it. We are here in our respective... Am I always... Air, you know, air quote the studios because yep. I am in my studio and Gary is, per usual, in his garage. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa,
0: whoa! This is my this is my home office. L. Okay, again, I don't have budget for my setup, so <laughs> this computer that I paid for with my own money is sitting on an empty shoebox. L.
1: Whose money do you think I paid for this studio with?
0: Mm, I don't know. How many sponsors do you got? Okay.
1: There you go. <laughs> On this show, we will do some NBA stuff. Um, We'll also play a little game involving The Real Housewives, which I'm super excited about. I even have a prop for it. Oh. Which, you know, we're big on props on this show, so I'm pumped Mm -hmm. about that. And I'm gonna tell you about the most demoralizing moment of my life that happened thanks to my then two-year-old in the vein of Aiden Diggs, who's out here at seven years old trying to get all this smoke at the nfl pro bowl all that and more is still ahead but i have to say that if there was a theme for nba yes.
0: 2023
1: mostly 2024 the six weeks we've been in it it's everybody's wet
0: whoa hey hey internet program internet program
1: everybody's wet oh no this is listen this is the kind of show you get this is breaking news folks Normally, the L. Duncan show we wouldn't care about none of that, but we're going to cosplay oh. as sports center anchors, even yes. though it's not cosplaying because that is our main jobs. Correct. Breaking news per the chat: Joel Embiid out four weeks.
0: Oh, okay? with the meniscus.
1: Now, yeah, with the meniscus injury. Okay. Um, now for those people, I'm not naming any names. I'm pointing at myself. Okay. You we're like, yo, Joel's always trying to duck Denver. He don't ever want to play nobody. He's always trying to. <laughs> to duck, 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 duck. He's soft. Uh, This is serious. He knew he was hurt. LeBron James came into his defense. He knew it was a problem. And it is. He is now out four weeks, which is going to severely impact the Sixers. Uh, The good news is they've got someone else who we're going to talk about coming up. So there it is. But back to the theme of everybody's wet. The NBA scoring has been stained lately. Yeah. What's behind it? Like what's going on with the scoring boom? In the last two weeks, we've seen performances of 73 points, 70 points, 64 points. Here's the good news. It's all good news. Like, what, what's the problem? I hate us. I hate it here. When we have these defensive slugfests, it's like, oh, God, more scoring. Let's have a four-point line. Let's get wet. And then as soon as it does, it's like, let's describe what's happening here. I'm into it, Gare.
0: I like the scoring, and it's really funny that you mentioned that because we just had, and I'm sure your show group had the same exact epiphany. But we're old enough to remember the days when NBA games used to end 91-86, and we were like, "Whoa! Did you see? So and score went. So and so went for 30. Whoa! Hell, that was not that long ago, and now all of a sudden." We're ending games 141-138. There were six games across the association last night. We're recording this on a Tuesday. So Monday night, six games. Every single team scored over 100 points except for one of them, and that was the Brooklyn Nets. They scored 98 in a losing effort to the Warriors, right? The same Warriors who had Steph Curry go for 60 the other night and barely win. We've had four sixty or more point performances in just the last week, and this this is a, a little nugget that I thought I mean it just blew my mind uh, when we were efforting it over the weekend on SportsCenter. So four sixty point performances over the last week. Last year in the NBA, there were four sixty point performances all season. prior Prior to that, the twenty five years prior, there were or 60-point performances or more in the NBA. That's insane. And dudes are scoring 60 points and their teams are losing. Luca went for 70 and they barely won.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, because it's not particularly efficient, right? But Correct. I will say this because Zach Lowe, um, you know, NBA hoop head, insider he wrote an article about like why we're seeing some of this and like yeah everybody's always going to do the oh it's because these guys don't play any defense and, blah, 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 and you can't hand tracking and all this
0: time out real quick real quick i just want you to know that's my favorite sound effect that you make oh. and you and you're the only one who the does critics? it the the I, yeah. I, I i like when you do that sound effect it's my yeah. favorite it's that's my favorite that's your that's your that's your migos ad lib oh. all right that's what you're synonymous Woo. for yeah and I like it. Okay, continue on. Didn't mean to interrupt there.
1: That means a lot to me because I think Migo's ad libs are unparalleled. Um Mama. <laughs> so, um God, I've totally lost it
0: I know, I know, I know, I, I know I was gonna mess it up. Zach Lowe talking about a lot of defense, so, but it's not but it's not because of lack of defense.
1: It's yeah, he said it's not just that, right? He it was It he's smart. He said, at some point, people figured out three points is more than two. And I remember back in the day, even when I was covering... Not even back in the day. When I was covering the Hawks like 12 years ago, and the guys would always talk about as you got older and you lost your athleticism and lost some of your abilities, the, the best thing to fall back on was really working on a great three-point shot because mm-hmm. then you could always find your way onto a roster if you could come in and shoot, right? Like if you could be a scoring threat, if you could help spread the the court, then the, the floor, then they were going to use you. Now, as Zach Lowe says... People have just realized like this is something that's going to start in the youth programs like we're going to be three point shooters. It's just got to be a part of your game now, no matter what else your game is. And because of that, we're seeing these guys come out and they're legitimate scoring threats. He also notes, though which was interesting as well, that a couple of the games that we saw last week, matchups between real contenders were exactly sort of what you expect. Defensive slogs, they, yeah. they tickled the hundreds, but we weren't talking about 135 point efforts. Nobody was going off for for 75 points. So in his estimation, it is still going to matter that you can play um, a little bit of defense. But someone else is playing a little bit of defense and he should. Doc Rivers uh, is like, nah, bruh. I don't want it, right? As we go from everybody scoring the NBA, yeah, right? it's like a it's like a Greek mixer. Everybody's gonna get laid. Everyone's scoring.
0: <laughs> I need one of those invites. Not right now, you know. Happily, oh, sure, in sure, because but, you do
1: have a girlfriend. But of
0: course, of course. It's well, never
1: stopped. It's never stopped can... a frat boy before. Hey,
0: whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. It's a frat boy, a- not you. Accusations. Oh, hey, real quick before we get into the doc thing, I pinpointed the exact moment the NBA evolved into this super scoring frenzy. Okay, oh, yeah. I pinpointed this, the literal exact year, the season, the catalyst. It was 2013-14, Steph Curry's fifth season in the league, his first season as an all-star. He had been maturing into this deep threat. Until then, the average scoring team, the best scoring team in the NBA was averaging 104 points per game. 104, it was the LA Clippers. Steph Curry's first all-star season, his fifth in the league, the Warriors were the top-scoring team at 110 points per. Now it's the Indiana Pacers, 125 points per. But 2013-14 was the season the NBA turned into a three-point fest. And it inspired kids all across the nation to be like, I don't got to be seven two Shaq dominating the paint. I can literally just pull up, find a jump shot, and boom and it's birthed a scoring frenzy. So there you go people, I did the research for you so you don't have to. You're getting this exclusive stuff right here on the L Duncan show, which okay, is now on TV and also L Duncan's uh graphic is in Times Square. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. This is this is big news. Congratulations to the whole show. This is a show effort. You're right though. And what's interesting is we always talk about Steph when it comes to you know, these crazy um, logo shots in his range, but like Damian Lillard's got the same kind of range. I mean, in yes. fact, Damian Lillard's range is, if you look at it, even more efficient from 30 feet out, which is nuts that that's a stat. It's nuts that like that's a part of your game. Yes. That you're like a 30 foot shooter. It just doesn't make any sense. But what also doesn't make sense is that Doc Rivers is now going to be the head coach of the East all-star game, despite the fact he's one and two in Milwaukee, and he's been there for a cup of coffee. And why? Well, the Bucks have the second best record. The Celtics have the first best record, but Joe is ineligible because he coached last year. So there it is. There's Doc, who at the very least, Gary, is having some fun with how ridiculous this all is. That is ridiculously bad. Uh, It it really is. Um, Well, he's just gonna get some money that's for sure, and a ring. Um, you know, it's one of these quirky things. I think there should be a rule somehow that someone else does it, <laughs> other than me. Maybe
0: I'll send my staff, and I'll go on vacation. Hey, you call it fun, but that's real pain in Doc Rivers' voice. That is the sentiment of a guy who's been there, done that. He's been to the company picnics. He's been to all the company holiday parties. He don't want that. All right, he don't want. He don't want that. He wants to be one of those guys who are so thankful that they are not popular amongst the fans or, you know, all-star caliber players. And they get just that week off to go on vacation. That's who Doc Rivers is at his core. That's why he was working with us at ESPN, not because he got to be on the TV broadcast or be on the number one broadcast crew. He saw that we got four weeks of paid vacation. And he's like, wait, what? (laughs) Wait, hold on, what? I can go to ESPN, get into Disney parks for free and get four weeks of paid vacay? Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. That's what Doc... Doc Rivers has coached in three All-Star games. He don't want that. He'd been there, done that.
1: Yeah, he's like, why? And and on top of that, like, and it's no offense, Indianapolis, great place. I'm just saying, this time of the year, he... You're doing a lot of indoor traversing. You're doing a lot of indoor traversing. You're going, listen, I like Indianapolis, it's super great, and that is a great sports town. It really is. But the point is, is that at this time of the year, you are pretty much utilizing all of those tunnels and bridges and indoor things that they've set up for you so you never have to go outside, which Which is why I say
0: that Indianapolis outside of Las Vegas is the single best big event city in America. Yeah, it's awesome.
1: They know how to throw big events, man. They They know
0: how to do it. Uh, St. Elmo's probably not going to be able to get a table there. However, I say that, but then I'm like, no, wait, I've been there once with my dad, Indy 500, and they are efficient. Indianapolis, 10 out of 10 city. Hell yeah. I
1: love Indianapolis. Big fan. I'm just saying, if you're doc, you Certainly been to Annapolis before. True. Like, True. it's not like they decided True. they were going to have All Star in Hawaii. And so all of a sudden you're chomping at the bit to do this. There is something that they're doing at All Star that I found was a little bit interesting. Apart from Steph Curry versus Sabrina Ionescu, which I am looking forward to, sometimes these feel really stunty. I actually asked some of the basketball, women basketball stars, like, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about this sort of versus. Um, thing. Sometimes it it gives a little bit like Billie Jean King versus Jimmy Connors, I believe, back in the day, mm-hmm. right? The battle of the sexist tennis match. They were into it just because it was a situation where it was like Sabrina calling for it too, right? Like both of them sort yeah. of being into it as opposed to people trying to force Sabrina and Steph to do this so that we could once and for all decide who's the greatest shooter. That's going to be fun. But the glass floor is muy confusing to me. So they're going to have a LED glass court for some of the events, and those events will be the three-point contest and Steph versus Sabrina. And the All-Star game itself is going to be on a wooden court. But all I could think, Gary, was if Shaq yes. doesn't take a basketball <laughs> and attempt to break the out of that LED floor, yeah. was it really an All-Star weekend at all?
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, they could better have some good insurance, all right, on that floor. And listen, I am of the age where if I'm in bed scrolling on my phone, all right, I got to turn the yellow light on and then I actually use my flashlight to diffuse the bright light of my phone. So 94 feet of just LED screen popping off at you, I know I'm going to have to have like ambient light in the room because the vision is just not, the vision, the eyeballs just can't handle that much intensity.
1: It is. It's, and you know what else I thought, just being you know that I'm a woman in television and also slightly vain? Whoever is like sidelining that, because let me tell you, apart from like fluorescent lighting, LED lighting is the absolute worst lighting of all time. Like you look horrific in LED lighting. So whoever is sidelining that game, God bless you. God bless you. And I hope you've got great, hair and makeup and don't pay attention to Twitter.
0: Allie LaForce, go get them. Think, oh, well, Allie is I think, fine. She looks I think,
1: 23 years old and is stunning, so I she'll think be it's All- fine.
0: No. Wait, there's different, there's different levels of light in terms of complimenting?
1: You know? Well, No, I know that you don't know this considering that, again, you're shooting from your garage and you're just sort of using whatever natural light is cascading on only the right side of your face. But yes, Gary, when you go to a studio, when you look up at work tomorrow and you see all that lighting up there. What kind of light are those? that's, That's so that you look pretty and beautiful. In fact, Oprah used to say. People would be like, what's the secret to your success? And she would joke, lighting. She said she spent more money on lighting than anything else in her whole studio um, because lighting is incredibly important.
0: Yeah, lighting's important.
1: Lighting matters. You know what else matters?
0: I don't know. You tell me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it felt very existential for a minute. Yeah. What else yeah. matters to you I was you, like, I, I
0: don't know. We get, we're getting deep.
1: I clearly had a therapy session. What else matters is real housewives. Oh, deciding that they are going to get in. And we come back, we will give you some real housewives taglines. And guess who we think in the NBA should be saying that? All that and more. Put on this fur coat on The L. Duncan Show with Gary Streiske.
0: It's not real fur. Don't come at her, guys.
1: It's not. It is so fake. Okay. So, full disclosure, Gary. Yep. I, when I was living in Atlanta, where some from Atlanta is, when the Real Housewives were really popping off,
0: mm-hmm, and
1: mm-hmm. I have been featured on a few episodes of the Real Housewives. Did you know wait? That? What? Yeah, um, I was Cynthia's friend. at uh, Modeling calls. Mm-hmm. Um, I had uh, Cynthia. Then again, you see the connection here was that I was friends with Cynthia. Yep, yep. Cynthia came up to my radio station with her husband at the time, Peter. What? Uh, I also uh had, you know, a scene with Portia at some point when she came up to my new show. I say all this to say I have been around uh the the Real Housewives um ether, if you will, their orbit. Whoa. First of all, it's crazy fake. I mean it's just Well,
0: I mean, come on.
1: You know, but here's my thing. Some of people kind of know that reality TV is scripted and, and made up, but like I don't think that they know that like we do takes. Like there's literally, it'll be like, you know what? I didn't feel that one good enough. Let's start it back over. I mean, truly. And sometimes they even shoot things out of sequence, which is really interesting. They looked at me and they said, Hey, I need you to ask Cynthia this question. It hasn't happened yet. We're going to film it later. But since we're already here, we need that question done now. So it's just uh-huh. all very, I mean, it's incredibly, incredibly scripted. I did have a chance at some point to perhaps be on some reality TV and a spin-off of Real Housewives, if you will. I chose not to be, but which, I love which show? TV,
0: Can you tell us which show?
1: It was called Single in the A. It was, uh, it oh. made it one season and I
0: Ay. said, no, thank you.
1: Because while I love reality TV, I never wanted to star in it okay. until now.
0: A, uh, uh, uh. not, not scripted.
1: Not scripted. So for those of you that can't tell, I am wearing a lovely fake fur coat from Banana mm-hmm. Republic. Thanks VR for sending that to me. Love you. And what I'm going to do Gary is I'm going to take taglines, oh, popular already established taglines from some of the real housewives franchises and then I'm going to have you guess who I'm cosplaying as, which NBA player would be the one saying these taglines.
0: Oh, right? no, this is great because me, Gary Strysky, noted viewer of Desperate Housewives, a whopping zero times. This should be great. <laughs> no, this is going to be this is going to be sick, dude.
1: Wait, you've never seen an episode of Real Housewives?
0: Did I say Desperate Housewives? <laughs> Real Housewives, I don't watch shows with, I guess, with, with wives. I don't know. Uh, so yes, the answer to you is no, which is why this is going to be great.
1: Ready? I'm going to do the turn. For those of you that are listening on audio, but you know Real Housewives, imagine just those opens, right? They're holding an apple or a peach or whatever they're holding, and they're doing that dramatic turn while they say their tagline. You ready? Here I go. I live in a house of ballers, but I never get played.
0: I don't know, Lonzo Ball? (laughs) (laughs) LaMelo, wait, no, no wait, LeAngelo Ball, because all his (laughs) brothers are in the league, but he don't play. (laughs) LeAngelo Ball.
1: Yo, that is so much better than who I picked. I was gonna say Seth Curry. I mean, he's on the Mavericks. There's like, they're really good. And a lot of times you just kind of watch Seth standing around waiting for the ball. But then when he gets it, the dude is money, good. man. My problem with the tabloids, my real life is so much juicier.
0: My life is so much juicier. Hey, listen, some a player that's in the tabloids a lot right now, okay? It could either be Zion or Anthony Edwards.
1: Oh, wow. Both good choices. I was going with the OG Tristan Thompson.
0: Oh that's good too. Hey, that that is a dude who is a frequent flyer <laughs> in tabloids. Oh yeah, that that guy, that guy is a repeat offender. Yeah. Okay, in every sense of the uh, uh, word an accusation and saying,
1: <laughs> I always had the juice, but now I got the peach.
0: Juice, peach, somebody got a dumper. You're going Kyle Lowry.
1: I'm not. I'm going Jason Tatum. Because he always had it, but now he's got Kristaps Porzingis and this team.
0: Oh, right. Yes, he's the yes. peach. Yes. Okay, I get that. Well, because you went with Atlanta roots, so I was thinking.
1: Yeah, see, I threw the you com- off.
0: Complete opposite of like Northeast United States. Yeah,
1: and Kristaps yeah. Porzingis doesn't Chris- exactly. Yeah, Kristaps
0: Porzingis. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And then there was a heavy emphasis on Black History Month, so I was like, I'm going to exclude all of the white players.
1: Yeah, well, I made, well, I never said that. I never said (laughs) we weren't going to talk about any white players. (laughs)
0: Uh, I love it.
1: Don't check for me unless you got a check for me.
0: (laughs) Well, I was going to be Nikita Kucherov from the NHL All-Star Skills because he did not want to be there unless you paid him. But obviously this is NBA centric. Uh,
1: It's Tyrese Maxey, dude. Tyrese oh! Maxey man. Yo, from the Sixers. That guy has turned into an all NBA level guard. He is the best reason for 2024. 20, He's like, "And beads out. It's really about to all be on me. Pay. Don't this check for me. Man.
0: Unless you got to check for me. That's good. That's good.
1: When you take cheap shots, always expect a hangover.
0: <laughs> Who's the cheap shot king in the NBA? Draymond let's go dude we're on the same page (laughs) if you take a cheap shot from me well can't say i didn't tell you so dude draymond all day
1: i'd rather spend my life kicking ass than kissing it
0: l i don't know there's a lot of non-players that you know can occupy this space
1: this is kobe bean bryant
0: Now it makes sense. And
1: this is relevant, particularly as Lou Williams told the story last week on Shaq's podcast about how Kobe, (laughs) one game, just he was mad because it was a bad loss. And he just went down the line and told everybody what was wrong with him. And then the next day, made the equipment manager remove all of the Kobe shoes because he said, these bums don't deserve to wear my shoes.
0: That's actually, that's actually fire. Dude. (laughs) Take my shoes off. Yeah, like, that's it. these
1: bums don't deserve to wear my shoes. And that was always Kobe. Like, he was like, yo, I'm not about to kiss your ass. I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel and what I feel. And I'm going to tell you if I think you're a bum. And he did. So there it is. Now, here's the thing. This next person really could have been interchangeable with Kobe just on that particular line. But I thought he was better fit here. Okay. I'm an acquired taste. If you don't like me, acquire some. T-
0: I mean that could that could be Draymond as well, but we've already we've already crossed that bridge. I already used him. Nikola Jokic.
1: I went Dylan Brooks. Oh. Also, yeah. I e Patrick Beverly. Yeah. Also, insert Matthew Dellavedova.
0: De- uh, Della Vadova drop in 2024. Who do you think you are, L?
1: Yeah. Told you Delhi would get in there. I already teased wow. him. to pay it off. Yeah, you know, those guys are all very acquired taste. I am a fan of a guy like Pat Beverly. I think you need an instigator. But a lot of people, he sours on people. And same with Dylan Brooks. I mean, Dylan Brooks got so embarrassed after oh, what LeBron did to him. I um,
0: rock with those players. Those are the players and every team has them that you absolutely hate unless they're on your team.
1: Don't mess with the boss because you might get fired.
0: It's LeBron. <laughs> Yo, it's like, uh, oh, you think there's a general manager on this team? Yeah, you're talking to him. The strong forward, the power forward, LeBron James. Oh, you want to talk to the manager? Does a 360 spin. I'm the manager. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. It's me. And Definitely. lastly,
1: as okay. I... As I wrap up my already established Real House Lives taglines, yes, that we are now applying to NBA players. This one should be easy. Okay. I may be a rookie, but this is not my first last.
0: <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, wait. I needed that because initially I was going Chet Holmgren because because he's still a rookie, but he did he was in the NBA last year, not his first season. But chet holmgren doesn't have the would you say the uh je ne sais quoi okay of one victor Webin
1: correct first i made, of all, i, I want just to made apologize. it i think
0: i just made him japanese but you did and yeah. i want
1: to apologize to all french people for that horrible butchering of your accent yeah uh, yeah you know That's what at me. first i initially went chet holmgren but Victor Wimbenyama, it's just that he plays on such a bad team. Yeah. However, Victor Wimbenyama is outrating Chet Holmgren in every category except for minutes played. So, like, the guy is insane. You heard Zion Williamson just say, this might be one of the first guys that we've ever had in the NBA that could win three Defensive Player of the Year awards and three MVPs. Like, he's just that good. So, that wraps up my oh. already established that was Real good. Housewives taglines applied two NBA players. What about you, Gary? What you got?
0: Yeah. So once again, L, there was a little bit of, um, there was a little bit of uh, bad interpretation on my end. And I'm sensing that to be a, a more of a me problem than a we problem. And a, and pattern, a pattern. And, I, and I, when I say we, I talk about, you know, Christina and Sarah and Jackson and Chris Cologne, who are the brains behind this operation. And of course you, when you give me directions and I sort of listen to them and then I do with them what I want to do. So here we go. <clears throat> do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Since it's illegal to do that with horses, I play basketball instead. Yay and nay.
1: I'm s- intrigued and a little bit worried because it sounds like something you can see in Tijuana. it? what?
0: It's Nikola Jokic. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Because You're- He don't even love basketball. It's just a side quest for him, dude. All this guy wants to do is go horse racing.
1: Fair, fair. No, I
0: I love the jokes that I have to explain. Those are my favorite. All right, here's another one. This one should be easy. My game will leave you at a loss for words. That's okay. All you need to know is six letters. O-M-G-S-G-A.
1: Oh. Shea Gilgis Alexander, who, by the way, SGA just sounds like an airport code every time, which True. Is, makes a lot of sense that the man's taking off.
0: I mean, this guy too, like living in, like he's getting those fits off in Oklahoma City. I know he is pissed. Yeah, I know he is pissed. All right, you think? Hey, real quick, you think you think SGA has ever like put an outfit together from like TJ Maxx? Probably. Like recently? No. I live in a city full of tens and everyone is still just obsessed with a tray.
1: Oh, that has to be DeJounte Murray.
0: What? No. Well, yeah, a- Atlanta, Trey Young, uno, dos, trays. <laughs> I, I went it. to, a, I like it. I went to an Atlanta Hawks game and the joke, obviously, I don't need to tell you this, but it's like, oh yeah, no, you talking about, you talking about the Young Jeezy concert that they just have a basketball game before and after. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's it's literally low. Yeah. You go to
1: State Farm Arena where they built a actual club inside of it. And essentially going and watching a Hawks game is that. It is. It was awesome. It's it's a club with a side of basketball. It's like, oh, yeah. And there's a game. Everybody wears six inch heels like you don't wear. It was so funny. I had never gone to another like basketball arena and maybe like 12, 13 years ago, I finally went, I had worked for the Hawks at the time, you know, raised in Atlanta. I went to a Spurs game and I'm literally like country comes to town. I'm looking around and I was like, everybody's wearing jerseys and jeans and t-shirts and tennis. (laughs) I was so confused. I was like, where are all the hoe dresses? And. The Louboutins and the Gucci bags, like what is going on? And it was like, yeah, this is what it looks like in like a real stadium when people just kind yeah. of like support their team and they're not out there just trying to get it. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but there's nothing more fun than sitting on the floor of State Farm Arena and watching these girls look like Bambi as they try to make their way all the way down the stairs on their nine inch shoes. It's just it's really fun.
0: We're so bad, it's good. Can't spell pistons without piss on. And some people like that.
1: Okay, clearly it's Detroit.
0: Yeah, but literally, I was going through that. and I've literally, literally never
1: <laughs> thought of that. They're getting pissed on.
0: <laughs> you literally can't spell piston without P-I-S-S-O-N. That's pretty good. They've only well, won can, six games. Well,
1: you, you can spell Piston without P-I-S-S because that's not how you spell Piston. There's just one S, no, no, but I no. get Pist- what you meant.
0: Pistons, Pistons.
1: Oh.
0: P-I-S-T-O-N-S. There's that extra true. S at the back end, L. There it is. Again, state spelling bee champion. I don't want to brag, but just got to kind of point that out.
1: Piss. Horrific. Just. I feel, hold on, hold
0: on. I feel like that exercise, I don't need to watch the Desperate Housewives or the Real Housewives. I feel like I've, I've sort of experienced everything there is to experience about that show.
1: It's fair. I think that we pretty much just did it right here. And if you ever wanted to fulfill your dreams of being on a reality TV show, we pretty much just accomplished that. Coming up, we're going to accomplish the impossible. We're going to try to figure out if someone being follicularly challenged has helped them up their game. Ooh. That ahead, once I Google if follicularly is actually a word. No,
0: it thinking. sounded, that sounds legit. I'll Didn't that it sound good? I, yeah, said nah, it with, I said it with I'll a lot of it confidence. It. I'll give it to you.
1: Okay. All right, we're back. And as promised, we're going to tell you why Jonathan Kaminga of Warriors fame is suddenly yep. so much better.
0: Did he get a new nickname?
1: No. What mm. is his nickname?
0: I, I. This is the internet and I can't say it. Oh. Uh- Uh, (laughs) Hey, just check basketball reference. All right. It's on there. It's
1: there. (laughs) So Jonathan Kaminga was averaging 12, just over 12 points per game. He was shooting 28% from three and he had, was averaging four rebounds a game. Eh, You know, that's just math. Then he just goes to the barbershop and he gets his haircut and now 21 points per game. He's shooting 48% from deep. He's averaging six rebounds a game. And of course now, because this is what we do in sports, the superstition is there, right? Like he cut his hair. He can never let his hair grow again, as far as I'm concerned. And this reminds me of a superstition that I used to have. Um, I had the best on-base percentage in the state of Georgia my senior year. Damn. But it was part of that, not just because I was excellent at selecting pitches or any of those things. It was because I would dig out the batter's box like a rooster, I would, you know how like after a dog, um, oh yeah, oh, and they yeah. do the like they do like the foot thing. Yeah. I would do that for about forty five seconds, honestly, until the umpire was like, "Yo, you got to stop." And are I you serious? A, I swear to God, I would dig a hole for my feet, and then I would, and then I would get in there, and I, I promise you, I felt like anyway that was instrumental in me being so good at getting on base, and so I did that my whole year. In fact, I got the nickname of Rooster for it.
0: El, you're a demon because the next person who has to follow you in the lineup has to just like step down into this six inch crevasse that you've created.
1: Yeah, they have to, well, they would have to put the dirt Yeah, all the back they'd have to it. fill it, it
0: back in and mm-hmm. then the next time you're up to bat, at least the, the dirt's a little bit softer. So hopefully it took a little bit less time for you to dig down. Hey, yo, you really took dig down and go find something literally from your coach. Like I need every single one of you girls to dig down deep and you're like, shit. Say, say less, less. <laughs> say less, coach.
1: <laughs> the worst part is that I was lead off, so uh, <laughs> I, Dude. Would li- I would literally, I would literally create this hole right away. Nah. I put my team in a hole, literally.
0: You're a nemesis. I was an umpire in Little League, and I would have, I would have cut that off. You, you would have hated me so much. You would have gone zero for five that game. I'd have given you three swipes, boom, boom, boom. And then I'd say, all right, get in the batter's box. No,
1: there's nothing you can do. I got my hand up. I'm doing time out. I'm doing, I'm put, I got my hand up. I'm no. telling you I need the time. There's nothing you can do.
0: You don't have to grant time. Everybody knows that. You don't have, that's, that's, that's a, that's a luxury that we're giving to you. Anyway, L. congratulations on the best OBP.
1: Thank you so much. The beautiful part is that no one talked to me. Um, no one said anything because I was doing what I needed to do. Okay. And- okay. That is um, unlike um, Aiden Diggs. You know, when it comes to talking, this was the most relatable story to me over the last week. So Aiden Diggs is the son of Trayvon Diggs um, of the Cowboys. He's the nephew of Stefan Diggs of the Bills, right? And apparently at the Pro Bowl, Aiden, who's all of seven years old, really just had a lot to say, which is super yeah. surprising since he's a Diggs. But he was going after someone else who also likes to talk a bunch of And that was sauce Gardner. Mm -hmm. Aiden was chirping at him because apparently sauce was chirping at him at the pro bowl practice. And here is the thing. Everyone was laughing because at one point was lined up against, he wants to be a receiver when he grows up in the NFL, he was lined up against sauce Gardner and he, he actually, you know, beat him air quoting this. Then he, he missed the catch and instead of just Sauce being like, all good, you're seven, Sauce did a little celebration. Like he he celebrated as if he defended that pass to good. see the Super Bowl win. And people were like, really, is that? But I can relate because when little kids talk, it is so infuriating. It there is. is nothing that you can do. Can I give nothing. you a story time?
0: I would love that. Kids are cocky, man. They 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 can they, they know they can just spout off without any repercussions. Oh, they're just being cute because they can't fight. You can't Correct. fight a seven-year-old.
1: No. And the thing is that the kids are cocky, but there's another thing kids are really good at. Condescension. I come home and my daughter at the time is two years old. Okay. She's two. All right. She is already in bed and daddy is already reading a book to her. I come home from work. I scurry home. That's what I do. I throw my bag down. I still got my heels on. I run in her room because I just want to kiss my sweet baby girl. Yeah,
0: the light of your life.
1: She's my baby. I just want to give her a snuggle. Yes. As soon as I open her door, she's like, no, I want daddy to read to me. I was like, "I, he is. I'm just coming in to say goodnight, Eva. Like, be nice. So I sit at the end of her bed and her daddy's like, Eva, be nice to your mommy. So Eva, begrudgingly, gets out of her covers, comes over, gives me one of those hugs where she sort of pats me on the back too, you know, like a real patronizing backpack hug. It's just real like, ugh, get out of here. So she does that. She gets back under her covers. She sits in her covers. And I'm just sitting there at the edge of the bed looking at her. And she's sitting there and she's sitting there. And I know we always tell you guys, like, Go to the YouTube video so that you can see what we're doing here. I'm gonna implore you to do this. Yes. So that you can get an accurate depiction of what my daughter did to me. So she's sitting there on the edge of the bed. And she's just giving me one of those horribly fake smiles. Like, what are you doing? And finally she goes, can you go now? And does the PowerPoint hands together management can you go can you can you go now it was the rudest most condescending shit anyone has ever done to me and my husband's trying not to burst out laughing I'm trying not to laugh because I'm so shocked at the level of condescension and smug and I was like what are you supposed to do in that situation if you sit there defiantly it's like worse it's like embarrassing and if you leave then you just let your two-year-old own you so you know what I did I went fine even I stormed out. Can Gary.
0: Wait, but that's taught. Where'd she learn? This, that? Is base. this is the
1: face. This is the face. Can you go now? Can you go?
0: Damn, you weren't even welcome in the your own house that you pay the mortgage on.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And there's literally nothing you can do. What can you do? What can you See? do? It's like sort of adorable when you're smug and you're two. I know, that's
0: crazy. But see, the, I, I got beef with a two-year-old. Like the next morning, if I'm you and Eva's hungry, I'm like, yeah, you make yourself something. Oh, you can't reach the oven? Oh, oh damn, that's crazy. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, you got to get to somewhere? Yeah, just hop in the car drive. Oh, you don't got a license? Oh, no, that's crazy. Oh, the boogeyman's under your bed? Oops. Oops. That
1: feels a little bit like child abuse, Gary.
0: Hey, listen. Yo, you were rude to me.
1: You ain't gonna eat. You ain't gonna get bathed. You ain't going to school. I ain't saving you from no (laughs) monster. Nothing.
0: All I'm just saying is they'll learn quick. They'll learn quick just how important they need mommy and daddy. (laughs) They won't be sending you out the room like that ever again.
1: Oh man. Well, we learned really quickly. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That was that happened to us. We learned, Gary, last week, what a big deal it is to be on TV. We just want to say thanks to everybody that tuned into the first show. Wow. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. You can see The L. Duncan Show on Linear TV. And same as this week. However, just a reminder that on Thursday, okay, if on Thursday, um, we... Sorry, I just got a text message.
0: Was it Eva telling you to wrap sorry. it up? <laughs> She's like, Mom, um...
1: Can you go now?
0: It's nap time and you're kind of being loud.
1: (laughs) Can you you go? Yes, Eva. We'll see you on Thursday, still YouTube, uh, TV. And of course, wherever you get your podcast, every Thursday, the podcast will still drop, but you'll just be able to see it on Fridays. There was a little bit of confusion there. So you can consume us two days if you want, one day if you want, every day if you want, and all of that good stuff. So we will see you on Thursday. As we are just 3 days will be anyway from the Super Bowl. Let's go Gare See on Hell. You-
0: yeah. See you then. Peace.